0: What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Villianos. Uh, I'm back at it with another request episode here. And, and today we're going to come back to the state of Colorado because I know I have been doing a lot of out of state requests uh, recently and you know with that being said we're going to come back to the state of Colorado and we got three Dakota Ridge players so for the most part this is most definitely a Dakota Ridge request episode with one player in the Arapaho Youth Football League who is a standout that we'll cover as well but we'll talk about him later right now we got three Dakota Ridge players on deck starting with their freshman quarterback Braden Cusick he is class of 24 like I said a freshman he plays quarterback he's six foot 170 so to just throw this out there you know Braden here he is a freshman so we played with Steven Price he was another freshman from Dakota Ridge that we covered I want to say a couple weeks ago actually and so they played together but Braden, he actually won the freshman team overall MVP. And, you know, it's very well deserved and you could see why. So I'm going to go ahead and hop into his strengths here while I'm uh, hyping him up already. So something that really stood out to me when it came to Braden here is that he just has very nice speed and agility. He could put in some work on the ground. Um, even though he does play quarterback, you know, there are times where he definitely just takes it for himself, right? And he goes and gets a couple yards here and he could tear up some defenses on the ground. And that's something that you got to keep in mind, you know. Um, you You can't not have a spy on him, in my opinion. And so, Braden, he's most definitely a threat on the ground. In addition, he does do a pretty nice job of keeping the play alive, I would say. And so that speed and agility really opens up the playbook and, you know, gives defenses more than one thing to worry about when it comes to Braden, that quarterback. And, you know, that's never a bad thing, especially for, you know, younger quarterbacks. Sometimes they rely on their legs a little bit more there. And, you know, you you value that because that's yards, right? He's getting yards. He's getting positive yards. He's doing his thing and um, keeping the play alive and keeping the drive going. That's what matters. So there you go. Uh, Another thing that I really like is that he does a pretty good job at just staying composed and throwing under pressure. He's shown that he could do it time and time again. Um, He looks very comfortable with, I guess, the play calling out there. And so that probably uh, attributes to why he's so composed and is able to throw under pressure. But he threw a couple really nice balls under pressure. And, you know, that's something that you don't see out of every freshman quarterback, some freshmen or really just younger quarterbacks in general you know, when they're playing on that next level initially, they get a little rattled when they're under pressure, but Braden, that's really not a problem at all, he looks very comfortable with the playbook, he looks like he knows what he's doing, is what I'm really saying here, and that's a good thing, um, because he's confident with it as well. Another thing that Uh, really stood out to me when it came to Brayden, was that he just has a very nice arm, you know, he could push it downfield, They weren't a lot of opportunities, I would say, for him to really, like, just bomb it downfield, and throw it, like, deep, but you could see the arm power there, you know, it's flashed multiple times, he could push it downfield with really solid accuracy as well, and so... You know, it's just good to know that you have that option um, just because it keeps the defense on their toes, right? I mentioned earlier about how his running ability, you know, really keeps the defense on their toes because it makes him more unpredictable. Well, for Braden here, you know, he could definitely throw it as well. He's not somebody with a noodle arm or anything like that. Um, not that, for sure. You know, he could definitely hurt you through the air if you let him, so... There you go. And then last but not least, he has shown that he can't throw accurately on the run. Some quarterbacks honestly struggle with that. You know, it's just not like a natural thing for him for them to do. But Braden here, it looks really natural for him to just roll out and throw it. Probably a little bit more natural than, you know, it is for him to stick in the pocket and throw it. And that's not a bad thing. You know, that's still definitely a strength because he could do it. He could make throws on the run. And, you know, sometimes you won't get the best offensive line or blockers or just a situation like that. And you got to be able to throw on the run. And especially in today's game, you know, where you got a lot more quarterbacks who are a little bit more mobile and athletic, you got to be able to throw on the run. And so it's a good thing that Brandon could do that a little bit more naturally. So, yeah, but let's go ahead and talk about some things I'd like to see him improve on because he is a freshman. And so right off the bat, you already know there's a lot that he can improve on here. But I'm going to just pinpoint some things I want to see him work on here moving forward. And just to throw this out there as well, over at Dakota Ridge, first things first, you know, they have an excellent program. I love the head coach, Coach Woj over there. He's a great guy and he runs an excellent program over there. And they're probably due for a state championship Uh, pretty soon here but with that being said they are losing kind of a bit of seniors here right off the top of my head I'm pretty sure I've done breakdowns on almost on pretty much all of them or some sort of scouting report on pretty much all of them but you know Ben Goldzig he's the senior quarterback he'll be leaving so that does leave a door open for Braden to potentially step in and play um or at least, you know, be a backup or something like that. I'm not completely sure about their quarterback situation. there, Thereby, I do believe they have a junior who is a, you know, who's going to be a senior next year who can step up and play. But I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they got Braden in there for some reps. And so that's why it's important for him to work on some stuff there. And they are losing just a lot of other players like uh, Charlie Offerdahl. Um, their defense between Colin Stirr and, spencer hardy they're losing some guys for sure and so this group of dakota rich players are the next guys up and i think it kind of starts with brayden here because he is the quarterback now he may not play next year i'm gonna acknowledge that but he needs to be ready for the next two years because you know that's just two years of varsity experience doesn't hurt him at all but he needs to be ready and he could be ready by doing some of the things here that i'm about to list off so number one um accuracy down the field could definitely be improved uh look he just did not throw a lot of deeper routes like more than 15 to 20 yards I just didn't see a lot of that and I'd like to see him at least be ready to throw deep I know he has a great arm and he could push it downfield and all that and there are flashes that he has good accuracy but I just don't know because I didn't see a lot of it you know his The play calling over there, and I don't blame them because it was a COVID year and things were crazy, but the play calling, in my opinion, was definitely a little conservative, so there weren't really a lot of options and opportunities for him to throw deep, but that doesn't mean he shouldn't be ready for that moving forward. In fact, for Dakota Ridge to go to state or to even maintain the success... Braden here has to be able to throw deeper routes and be a little bit more proficient at that. That might also be a reason why they didn't throw in a bunch of uh, deep routes, is because maybe they're not as confident in him. And that's okay. He's a freshman, he has time. What I'm really looking for here is for Braden to put in that work in the offseason. Get used to throwing a variety of routes, not just the short ones, because I know he could throw it short, whether it's slants, hitches, you know, whatever. Um, but work through that route tree right throwing wise that is work through that route tree and get used to throwing to your receivers or the guys that you will be uh, throwing to on this next level here this next year because i just need to see and be a little bit more comfortable throwing deep that's probably one of my biggest concerns so honestly the more reps the better work with those receivers get those reps in You can never go wrong with too many reps. Obviously, you know, take breaks and take care of your body. But the more reps, the better here. That's what I'm looking at uh, for uh, Braden. I think that's something that I think will really take his game to the next level. Because we know he could throw it a little bit and he could run it a little bit. But he needs to continue to to develop as a quarterback. Speaking of developing, uh, these are the next two things that I think will really help him moving forward. And that he should make points of working on. The next one... Uh, obviously outside of you know throwing multiple routes and throwing deep routes but the next thing that I'd like to see him work on is just study that playbook right um so that they can open up the playbook for you because honestly you know just watching this Dakota Ridge film look it doesn't hurt that the play calling was limited or conservative at, at all because they still got it done and you know they got dubs and they did their job but you know on the varsity level between watching Ben a throw the ball uh and Brayden here the playbook was definitely a little bit more open for Ben and I want Brayden to get that opportunity to operate with the same playbook that Ben did but obviously you got to put in the work you know you got to know your plays your checks all that great stuff, because to be honest with you, I do think Braden could potentially be better than Ben here, Um, but he has to put in that intellectual work for sure, so he knows these plays inside and out, and in addition, so I'd like to see him, you know, study some of the defensive schemes as well, so that he knows, all right, on this play, this is the area I gotta go to, boom, 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 Um, and then just get better with uh, pregame checks as well, That's all more advanced stuff for now. Study this playbook here. Really get comfortable with it. Watch reps or film on how Ben ran some of these plays here. And I think that'll really help him out as well. Because honestly, the lack of play calling is the thing that is probably holding Braden back the most. And it's not the coach's fault. Uh, That's on Braden to, you know, learn these plays so that the coaches are comfortable calling some of these more um, complicated, diverse plays and whatnot. So study that playbook. He he should be studying it now if he isn't already. So that's a year-round type of thing. So that you don't got to worry about that once season comes around. It should be etched in his mind by then. And then last but not least, this is kind of more of a minor thing. I really want him to work mostly on studying that playbook. And working on throwing deeper routes, a more variety of routes. But, you know, this is something that would probably separate him from Ben, to be honest here, if he could really work on this. But I'd like to see him work on moving more efficiently in the pocket. So that means working on that footwork, manipulating the pocket. That doesn't mean rolling out and, uh, you know, finding a open route. It means keeping your eyes downfield, working the pocket, climbing it, manipulating it. Because I feel like if he could do that, he could potentially be one of the better quarterbacks Dakota Ridge has had and could take their game to the next level because he is a better pocket passer. So, altogether, I think Braden, he's a good talent here. You know, at six foot 170, that's a great frame. He has great athleticism. It sounds like he's pretty well-respected over there, and that's a good thing, you know. Uh, I think physically... There aren't really a lot of things holding him back from being a great quarterback, if not one of the top quarterbacks in Colorado here soon. But there's still plenty of work to do, um, both you know physically and intellectually. And I think Braden can do that. And so I kind of already talked about outlook here. I'm pretty sure they do have an incoming senior. He was a Ben's backup last year. who will be at quarterback um, this 20 or sorry. This 2021 season, that's what I'm trying to say here. So, Braden most likely won't be the starter, but if he is, or even honestly, if, if he's given the opportunity to compete for the starting job, I look, be ready, right? Work on these things that I just said here. A lot of these things are pretty general, if I'm being completely honest, you know. These are things that you could ask out of pretty much any football player in the country who wants to be a starter. And so, if he really wants to be a starter on varsity or whatever, get these things done, you know. And varsity reps, that's always a good thing. Value those reps as well, even if you're not starting, and learn from that as well. But anyways, Brayden, he's a pretty young player. I think he'll be just fine moving forward here. Um, the, The future is bright for Dakota Ridge. Is what I'm going to say here. It's definitely right. Between Braden and Steven Price. Uh, they, got, they got some dudes over there on the freshman level. Who could put in some work. And eventually develop. If they trust the process. And if they put in the work. But no doubt about it. They got to put in the work. This thing doesn't come naturally to some people. To most people. So get it done. But coming up next. We're going to go to the defensive side of the ball. And talk about our only defensive player here on this request episode all right welcome back so we are going to talk about dante capolongo i want to say he's a 5'11 175 pound cornerback from dakota ridge high school he is a junior so class of 22. Uh, once again if i'm pronouncing your name wrong dante i apologize it's nothing personal but let's go ahead and hop into it here so Dante here is easily he could have honestly probably made our top five list uh, as a cornerback if he was a senior Um, obviously he wasn't because that those lists that we make are for seniors only but Dante here he is definitely good enough to have been on that list for sure and here's why now first things first His speed is electrifying. His speed is listed at around a 4-4, and I definitely believe it. Um, I I wouldn't say it's faster than that. I think that's just about right, and, you know, it just shows up on film. You see it time and time again. There aren't a lot of guys who are faster than him, straight up. Um, And that's saying something for someone who's a 5'11", 175. That's a pretty solid D1 frame for a corner, and to have that 4-4 speed, you know, that's perfect. Um, All that's perfect, and... He uses it all really well because just a man-to-man, I just don't see a lot of athletes getting a step on him because he's just so athletic. He's going to be there. He reminds me a little bit of Miles Purchase in that way. Um, you know, just being very athletic and dominant and there just not being a lot of athletes who can match, you know, his speed and agility and all that great stuff. And you know that makes for a good lockdown cornerback, specifically in um, one-on-one situations. You know he could potentially be a lockdown corner on the next level. I would say as well, uh, he's just super impressive, very electrifying on the defensive side, which is not something you see every day. Another thing that I really like is that he's an excellent returner. Because of his speed, he could pretty much house at any time, whether it's a punt return, kick return, whatever. So that versatility is always a good thing. Um, I would say he was probably one of the better returners in the state this last year. So there you go. And then another thing that I really like here while talking about his defensive game is that he just doesn't shy away from stopping the run. And he's a very solid tackler. He's not afraid to come up and get physical and make the good football play and set that tone for this Dakota Ridge team. Honestly, this Dakota Ridge team had no problem setting that tone uh, throughout the year with all of their standout defensive players. But Dante here, he definitely carries a lot of that as well. And, you know, there are times where he does make some pretty nice hits on the ball carrier. So, yeah. And then last but not least, I got to acknowledge this. I think I'm going to try to acknowledge this more as I do find this information uh, when I do break down other players. But he does have a 3.6 GPA, which is very good. Uh, You could get some good scholarships to a lot of colleges with that GPA. So that means he gets it done in the classroom. You don't got to worry about him out there. Um, And really, on the field, you don't got to worry about him either because he's just so dang athletic that he's going to do his job and do it well. So, yeah. Yeah. So enough about that, let me talk about some things that I'd like to see here, so um, kind of a spoiler alert, you know, with Adante here, I think he's somebody who can definitely make our top 5 list next year for a class of 22 senior playmakers, Um, like I said, a little bit of a spoiler alert, I mean we don't know what may happen between now and the end of this next season here, anything could happen, but He's definitely on our radar. And, you know, it's rare that we do class of 22 players. Most of our class of 22 players in Colorado, we've been saving. So we have a whole nother list for that. Um, Just because we want to save them for next year and we want to see them really... You know work on their game because some players definitely have uh, bigger jumps than others which could affect the rankings for sure. And so we really don't do class of 22 guys like that. Um, we've kind of shut that down but I'm making an exception here for Dante and uh, for a couple other players who you know coaches and schools have requested f- to be spotlighted. And so I'm going to talk just a little bit here about some things I'd like to see him improve on uh, moving forward. So Uh, number one, first and foremost, I'd like to see him force more turnovers. To be honest with you, with his athleticism, uh, there's no excuses there why he shouldn't be intercepting, you know, passes thrown his way. Because in my opinion, I do think he should be intercepting most passes that come his way. He's athletic enough to do it. Uh, he he just, he has to, you know, I, I think he has to for sure at least get a couple more picks here for him to make our list next year. Then another thing that I'd really like to see him uh, just work on, I, I don't know if the scheme might be holding him back from doing this or... Uh, what have you, but I would potentially like to see him continue to work on his bump and run ability since he has great speed. If you watch a Miles Purchase from Cherry Creek, and by the way, Miles Purchase did basically win player of the year, and that's kind of unheard of when it comes to cornerbacks, in my opinion, but. Either way, I think the best comparison here for Dante is, uh, is a Miles Purchase. And I think if he can match Miles Purchase's level here of a play, specifically in the bump and run, that's the thing that really separates Miles Purchase from pretty much all of the corners in Colorado. Then Dante here could potentially achieve a lot of the same things that Miles Purchase did, including potentially a state championship. And so I'd really like to see him work on that press and then that recovery, all that great stuff. Because I think with his speed, you know, there's it's going to be pretty rare that you find guys that could uh, uh, just beat him straight up. And even if, you know, he presses them and they fight him off and they're going, I do think that Dante here has enough recovery speed ability here. Uh, to, to catch up and then continue to make a play. And uh, if he could do that, he could definitely be the best lockdown corner in Colorado or one of the best lockdown corners in Colorado and potentially garner some D1 interest. And speaking of D1, I do think that Dante here could uh, potentially go D1. He could potentially go to a power five, but it just depends how this next year goes. I think for him to really get those offers to you know d1s or power fives he has to work on that bump and run ability you know i i need to be able to see that yeah he could get a little physical with the receiver and then continue to lock them down um also you know it'd be good to see him force some turnovers as well if we could get a good number of picks that's never a bad thing so there you go but Dante here, he's gonna be one of the leaders for this Dakota Ridge team next year. I'm really excited to see him play. We're hoping to watch him uh, play in person along with a lot of these players here. And, you know, I think it'll be it'll be a good time for sure. But Dante, if you're listening to this, best of luck moving forward. And this kind of goes out to everyone that's on this episode here. But you're more than welcome to come onto the show anytime and, uh, you know, dispute or talk about some of the things here that uh, I picked out. But coming up next, we're going to go back to the offensive side of the ball where we're going to stay and talk about Dakota Ridge's future star running back. Alright, welcome back. So, right here we're going to talk about Noah Triplett, the 5'6", 165-pound running back uh, from Dakota Ridge, um, per a lot of these players. And he will be our last Dakota Ridge player here, actually, for this episode. And he is a sophomore, so he is class of 23. That's when he will be graduating. So... I'm going to go ahead and actually talk about some areas of improvement here first because, um, trust me, there are plenty of things that I really like about Noah here. But here are some things I'd like to see him work on. Uh, first things first, I don't know how accurate this listed height and weight is. Uh, to be honest with you, it might be on the shorter side. But nonetheless, though... It's definitely a little concerning because he's a little smaller, and I'd like to see him put on more weight because he could definitely be a workhorse type of back if given the chance. Now, Dakota Ridge, uh, at least this last year, we saw them run multiple running backs, and it was pretty effective between uh, Charlie uh, Offerdahl and um, no triplet here. You know, they got some work in and they did some damage for sure, but. For Noah Triplett to take over, I guess, the lead back role here, I'd really like to see him put on a little bit more weight because I am concerned about uh, how well he could handle that workload moving forward as the lead guy. Um, And then just in general, you know, I'd like to see him just get stronger and put on weight so that he could break more tackles. He breaks a good amount already, but to, you know, get to that next level, he needs to put on a little bit more weight. Uh, it's not exactly helping him that he's listed at 5'6", 165. So um, getting, you know, putting on more weight and whatnot will definitely help him out here. And, you know, he is only a sophomore, so he does have room to grow. So I'm not super concerned about that. Uh, I really just my biggest concern with this size is that it might not be enough um you know, for him to run at 165, and I'd worry about his workload there as a smaller type of back. So just throwing that out there. Uh, for all I know, he could have worked on it, and this kid could be at 180, and could have grown another like three or four inches. For all I care, so that that's you know, it's not the biggest concern here because he's still a playmaker, still does his thing. No lie, it's still something that I gotta bring up. You know, because that's what's that's what a lot of people are gonna see. Uh, Just right off the bat. Now another thing that I would like to see Noah work on here as well. Is that I'd like to see him put in some work as a receiver. So that he could be a little bit more versatile. Um, Look. When the ball is in his hands. He's excellent. You know he's electrifying. He could take over a game just like that. But it definitely helps if you know you could play a little bit of receiver and open up the playbook a little bit more here so that the ball can be put in his hands more so i'd like to see him specifically work on route running and releases and if possible you know practice these things from not only in the backfield but lined up at the slot outside as well it's never a bad thing to be prepared just in case all right Uh, Really, those are the only two things I have for Noah here. I think he's an excellent running back, but if he does these things, he could definitely take his game to the next level. But let me go ahead and hop into the positives here. So number one thing that really stood out to me is that he just has fantastic vision and looks like a very natural running back. You know, if there's an opening, he's going to find it. If there's not an opening... You best believe that he's already working on that in his head and he's finding a way to make an opening happen. And, you know, he's able to make these openings happen because he just has a very good speed and agility and he utilizes both of these really well and is electrifying in open space. If it's 101, you gotta be a good form tackler or a fundamentally good tackler because he is going to juke you out of your shoes if you're not ready. Because he's simply that much more faster than most players here. Um, the most football players in the country, if I'm being honest. So, there you go. Uh, another thing that I really like is that he's not afraid to find contact for a smaller running back. Uh, specifically, a running back that plays a lot like Noah here. You know, they tend to be more elusive, speed type of backs. Noah's not afraid of any of that though you know he wants to smoke (laughs) he's not intimidated by defenders and he will find that contact and be physical at the same time and just finish off runs that's what you love to see Uh, another thing that you love to see out of Noah here is that he just has great balance you know he does a good job at breaking tackles by running a little bit lower and running um a bit more balanced that's something that a lot of running backs that i've been talking about recently have just struggled with either because they're taller players or they run upright here but for noah that's no problem at all he runs low and he runs hard and you know that parlays into a lot of broken tackles so yeah and then last but not least here he has very good hands could definitely play a little bit of receiver which is why i want him to work a little bit as as a receiver so that he could get a couple more reps with the ball in his hands it's never a bad thing to be versatile just throwing that out there it's never a bad thing to be versatile so altogether Noah Triplett here can be the offense for Dakota Ridge moving forward um, like I said they do run a running back by committee thing or at least they did that last year and their quarterbacks have shown that, you know, they could run the ball as well. And so they're very they're a very run-heavy team. And I'm excited to see Noah Triplett play here because he's just, he's box office, to be honest with you. If he wasn't 5'6", 165, he'd probably be a little bit of a bigger deal around these parts. But in my opinion, he has D1 speed and agility um, and vision By we're, you know, talking about it there. I'm just gonna be honest here though I am concerned about the size um just more so how that frame will hold up against a much bigger workload because I'm just gonna go ahead and assume here that he's probably gonna be the lead back so he's gonna get more carries here um defenses are gonna really stack the box against him and uh, try to try to get to him and wear him down so I just like to see him throw on a little bit more weight just a little bit more, you know, not not too much. That's going to make you that much slower, but just a little bit more weight here so that uh, you could take on that workload and be a real problem. Altogether, super high on Noah Triplet. I think he's an excellent player. He can be one of the best running backs in the state. I'm being honest, as a sophomore, he can be one of the best running backs in the state. So make sure you look out for Noah Triplett here out of Dakota Ridge and um, make sure you look out for Dakota Ridge in general. They got a lot of very talented young players with a lot of raw ability here. And, you know, with the coaching staff, with what they've been able to do uh, these last couple years with some of the players that have come out from there, specifically this senior class, uh, class of 21 that are coming out right now. Um there's a lot of good, you know, there's a lot of potential. They really develop these class of 21 kiddos and I think these kiddos coming up might be even a little bit more naturally gifted. So we're just gonna have to see best of luck to know Triplet and Dakota Ridge. You know, they're a great program out there. Uh if you're looking for a high school or, you know, football program to look at and really see what I guess good coaching and what high standards leads to, that's Dakota Ridge. You know, so best of luck to all of them. They're all invited onto the show if they want to come on. So, yeah. Coming up next, though, we're going to talk about a young player in the youth leagues up in Denver here. He is a standout running back. All right, welcome back. So, we got our last player here, Riken Banks. He's a 5'9, 130 pound running back. He's an 8th grader, so class of 25, I want to say. And he plays for the Parker Hawks up in Denver. Uh, This league, you know, you got teams like Cherry Creek up in there. Uh, A lot of these players will move up and play in the Centennial League once they uh, get into high school. At least I think so. But anyways, I'm going to start off with some errors of improvement first. Number one thing that I noticed for Raiken here is that he just always bounces the run outside or at least he has a tendency of doing that a lot and so I'd really like to see him get more comfortable as a runner between the tackles at that point it's just discipline because i know he could you know take on some contact and whatnot and be a tough player but a lot of the time when there's not an opening right away he's just gonna bounce it outside and so i like to see a little bit more patience there i like to see him trust his vision uh speaking of his vision it could use some work um i think just in general, he just needs to watch a little bit more film when available and look at the blocking schemes and defensive patterns um, and just develop that vision by doing those things. Because he his vision looks a little shaky at times. He's not exactly a natural, I guess runner at that you know his vision isn't exactly natural you got some guys like a Noah Triplett or even a Q Jones who just has naturally great vision and that's fine you know that's something that is really rare to come by and so most people they just gotta work on it and so doing that work studying that film will really help him develop that vision because uh, there are some plays that I feel like he potentially left on the on the field just because he didn't see it right away. or he wasn't patient enough to foresee it happening. Uh, see it happening in the future and all that. So, I'd just like to see him really work on that vision. So that he, bec- he could become a little bit more of an efficient runner rather than just bouncing it outside. Um, that'll work probably into high school to be honest with you. Uh, to a degree, but... You know, to be a high level running back, you got to do a little bit more here, and you'll know, be somebody who could do it all, vision wise, that is. So, there you go. Uh, but that's the biggest concern. Everything else here, it's, you know, a little nitpicky. I think when running, he could be a little upright at times. So, I like to see him just generally run a little lower. Um, that's a consistency thing, really. He's shown that he can run low. Uh, he just doesn't do it as consistent as I like, I'd say. And then last thing here, I like for his footwork to improve and get faster. Foot speed especially, uh, just so that he could have more juke moves and elusive moves uh, available to him so that he could be a little bit more dangerous in space. Okay. Now that all that's out of the way, I don't doubt that he could work on all these things here, but let's go ahead and talk about some of his strengths here. Some things that I really like. Um, right off the bat, he has a good frame for an eighth grader, 5'9", 130. That's basically bigger than Noah Triplet. Um, doesn't mean he's better than Noah Triplet, but that's never a bad thing. That means he's going to be able to grow into his frame a little bit more here. There's a lot of potential there. Another thing that is kind of a staple of Ryken's game here is that he just has good speed and lateral quickness for an eighth grader now there are times he looks like a very good run cut one cut runner and it does look like he does have a couple gears uh, developed already which is rare for some middle schoolers some middle schoolers you know they only run one way but Ryken here he has a good acceleration and he's shown that he has a couple gears in his arsenal which is a good thing uh speed wise so There you go. Uh, Another thing that I really liked is that he's a tough player to bring down at times. He's always fighting for extra yards. He's somebody who will, you know, squirm and juke and, you know, spin out of tough situations and just fight for extra yards. He's always falling for it. That's something that you love to see out of your running back. And then I think this is... I guess statistically one of the biggest uh, pluses for Reichen here, but he was just super productive last uh, season, last year. And you got to keep in mind, it was a COVID year, so that's a tough thing to do, especially on the middle school level because it's a little bit more shaky than high school even, I would say. But notably, you know, he had a huge game against Cherry Creek. And you know, look, Cherry Creek is Cherry Creek. (laughs) They're usually well coached. They got good players. And so for him to do that against Cherry Creek, I'm pretty sure he had like 170, 180 total offensive yards that's crazy to me you know uh he he went off and then moving forward since that game he just put up a lot of numbers you know multi-touchdown games uh over 100 yards rushing over and over again that's consistency that you don't always see out of uh running backs coming out of height or coming out of middle school you know or in middle school and by the way while I'm on that note, you know, Raiken Banks, his film is very well made. I love that he's split it into uh, games you know on the high school level uh some coaches would rather see it split into like abilities so like you know they like to see him run through the tackles or uh, bounce outside all that great stuff you can look at sean kidd's film it's very well organized like that but i do like how it is split game by game and there's not too much game by game uh so that you could kind of get a feel for his production throughout the season and then uh, I kind of already mentioned this already, but he's just a bigger running back, and he knows how to use his size. You know, he's he knows he's a bigger guy, a bigger running back, so he'll run through a couple players for sure. And that's <laughs> that's definitely something that you got to keep in mind here when it comes to Riken Banks here. He is a fast player, but he's not afraid to get physical with him. So, there you go. But uh, I really like Riken Banks here. I'm not sure what high school he's going to go to but i do look forward to seeing him play on the next level i think he could definitely be a war course for a lot of teams here obviously you know he's gonna need to fill into his frame but he is only an eighth grader that will happen naturally over time um and all that but you know Riken bangs he's a very entertaining type of player he's somebody that showed that he could be the guy and carry an offense which is rare to come by you know a lot of running backs are a little bit more disposable but um it's good to have running backs that you know have another one in him uh time and time again and that's Raikan banks here so best of luck to Raikan. looking forward to watch him play next year um and in the coming years uh, as he continues with his football career I would say and that'll wrap up this episode of the Playmakers Corner podcast so remember if you want to request a player make sure you leave their name what position they play what school slash city they're from and then please 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 link their film give us at least three minutes of the most recent seasons film so that we could do a proper breakdown and you know really give them as good advice as possible Um, because that's what we want. We want to help players here, so just keep that in mind, but once again, thank you for all the support. Uh, Show us some love on social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok as well. Um, If you are listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, go ahead and, you know, drop us a like, subscribe. Uh, You might as well, right? Because you're already there. Give us a good rating, too. And then be on the lookout. We are on YouTube under the Playmakers Corner. We'll be posting a lot more content there as well. So if you're listening to this on YouTube by any chance, go ahead and subscribe. Give us a like. Comment what you think. And um, yeah, that'll wrap up this episode here. And we will catch you later.